This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com, code GLOW. We're welcoming a new sponsor to the show today, gents. Whoa, welcome on board. IP Vanish. Do you know what it is? Removal cream. <laughs> no, let me tell you, IP Vanish is the virtual private network. A VPN for sure. A VPN is a super important tool that helps you safely browse the internet. You can use your VPN on, on your computers, your tablets, your phones, and I think your fire sticks as well. Basically, the VPN, it kind of in- encrypts your data, no matter you know whatever you're reading, you're searching, you're watching, well, whatever you're doing. For just $3.49 a month or $27.99 a year, you can help protect your online privacy and security. IP Vanish has more than 1,500 servers in 70-plus locations. Get protection when using public Wi-Fi. Remember, with IP Vanish, all your data are encrypted, so no one can snoop on what you're doing. You don't want people snooping, do you? No, no. nobody likes a snooper. No. <laughs> No, your business is your business. Yeah, all you've got to do is go to ipvanish.com slash kosh and claim your 65% saving. You've got plans starting from just $3.49 a month or $27.99 a year. So now's the time to sign up with the Under the Kosh discount. You can get VPN for just 65% off the usual offerings. VPN Vanish is the best of the best. Even rated 4.7 out of 5 on Trustpilot, and that's with more than 6,000 reviews. Remember, it's vipvanish.com slash kosh, and you get the deal and start protecting yourself today. I got accused of uh, not enough gusto during our last start, so. <laughs> it's got to be Millsy. I tell you what. Do you, do you want Millsy? Yeah. Give us a Millsy. I tell you what, you're not far off fucking Philip Graham Mitchell here, by the way. I'll be close, are you? Eh? Better looking older brother. Ooh, we can't be, sorry, Millsy, we can't be insulting you straight can, off. Can you not see that mirror? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, thanks for coming on, pal. Thanks for having us. Excellent hospitality yeah. again, I've got to say. Uh, yeah. try, try, try my best. Social distancing. I was just yeah. saying, I mean, it's... I'm looking back, it's about a 96-bedroomed house. <laughs> and, and that's for a fucking boring right-back. You know what I mean? So, And I, I was no good. <laughs> <laughs> Better to be lucky than good. That's how I wish it Keeping all right though, mate. Yeah, good. I mean, it's, it's not been easy, has it, for anybody? Lockdown has been a bit boring, <laughs> let's be honest. Mm. But yeah, no, I'm, I mean, I'm fortunate. You know, we've got, we're, we're sat in the gym, clearly. Yeah. Uh, you not tell I'm fucking sweating cobs here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean, yeah, I think, I think we all just want to get, get it over with now, don't we? Get back to some normality. Yeah. S- seeing people without having to be miles away from each other, go out and have a, have a drink. Have a drink, a bit of food, and sing song. That's what I'm looking forward to. It's, it's, it's atmosphere, isn't it? Yeah. You know, there's, there's only there's only so many times you can sit and watch Netflix with the wife, and that, I mean that finished for me last April. Completed <laughs> <laughs> it. I'd, I'd had enough by then. But you, you must be being here quite a bit, like you're looking looking very trim. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's my life. I think I, I was always a better runner than I was a player. Uh, you been doing the marathons and. Yeah, I did, I've done, I got sucked into London a couple of times. And I just, I mean, then so there's, there's one part, people go, why do you exercise all the time? I said, well, I won't lie, vanity is a massive part of it. Uh, I don't want to turn into a big lad. No offence, but <laughs> see, see, that's one all, that's one all. <laughs> but that, so there's that, there's the vanity side of it. And also it's just, it gives me something to, it makes me feel better. Mm. You know, do an hour a day, hour and a half a day, job done. And I don't have much else to do. One thing I want to ask you about, when I, I first went up Donny on loan, uh, when, I, when I was 19, and the, I'd gone back to Sunderland, but that pre-season that I left, you were at Man City, and you played Donny in a pre-season game, and that's the first time I'd seen Joey Barton. I'd never heard of him before this. <laughs> and the first thing I heard about him was him starting a flipping 22-man brawl oh, in a pre-season game. Well, obviously we'd gone back because of Keegan. Keegan was manager. Uh, and obviously I was organised, whatever it was, because of him. Joey's two-footed somebody. You know, it's like, Joey, what are you doing? Could he not help that? Or do you think he was no. trying to make his mark? Jo- Joey, yeah, Joey's, Joey's like a poor man's Roy, Roy Keane. <laughs> you, <laughs> you can we quote you on that? <laughs> yeah, you can, yeah. But you know, you know when like you look at Roy Keane and you just go, there's, there's, a, there's a switch that goes and then that's it. Mm. There's no coming back from it. Joey's exactly the same. The, some, something goes... And that, that's it. There's no, there's no remorse. There's no, you know, there's no sorrowfulness about it. There's no, uh, I shouldn't have done that. It's like, no, deserved it. No, Joey, you can't, you can't go and just beat people up <laughs> <laughs> because they called you a twat. Yeah. Yeah, but he called me a twat. Yeah, but that's not the point, Joey. So, I mean, so I, I was there, signed for Man City. First night out we had was when he stubbed a cigar out in Tandy's eye. Started well, didn't it? A solid introduction. Yeah. <laughs> there's making your mark, isn't there? And there's making your mark. Oh, exactly. I was the lad that pulled him off Darbo when he when he beat oh, Darbo yeah. up on, on the pitch and, and nearly killed him. We had to sort of, you know, grab him off him and drag him around the rest of the training ground. I was the first one in the morning after. Obviously, his brother had stuck the pickaxe in the lad's head and, and killed him. It was like, it was, you know, there was, it was just incident after incident. You know, do you think he, think he got lucky then that, the, that he never got to the point where the club went, nah, tell you what, fuck this? Yeah, I mean, he was an incredibly good player. I mean, you have to sort of credit him with that. He always wanted to be sort of Steven Gerrard. He was never going to be quite that level, but he had unbelievable belief. He'd had a hell of a bad upbringing, in all fairness to him. You know, heightened in Liverpool, 
fighting basically just to get to school on the walk to school every mm. single day. Uh, lived with his nan, I think, most of his life. I mean, so it wasn't easy. That's no excuse. But it was, he was, he was so determined, and of course he had he had that edge. But it's it's almost, like I said, it's almost like that switch. And of course, when a bit of drink was involved, that switch goes, and then that that was it. Yeah. You know, mm. you just had to hold him. You know, we had it had the issue in in Thailand where he smacked the fan, yeah. he hit the young Everton fan, and then we had to uh, shut the lift down. Dunny, we're going to kill him because uh, obviously Dunny was a big Evertonian, wasn't he? Mm. Um, Don, Don, Kit Man was in the lift and like literally had to pull the uh, the buttons off the wall and, and snap the fuse because if Donny would have got out of the lift, I think Donny would have chucked him off the balcony. <laughs> Donny was going to kill him. Uh, it was, so yeah, it was, uh, it was eventful. <laughs> Jeez, man. Because I think there is, a, there is a picture of Mark Albrighton who was at Donny at the time. Donny signed him from a building site. He was just a big unit. Yeah. And he's, he, you pick your targets, don't you? Yeah. And he's gone for Brighty. And I think Leo was involved. Big Leo, Fortune West. Oh, he's a big old unit and all, yeah. isn't he? <laughs> Joey would be a bit like Martin Keown. You'd have to kill him. I was just if not, he's coming back. Once yeah. he started. Oh, yeah. he's, you know the Monty Python sketch where like, the, you know, the fellow's got his arms chopped off. And he's yeah. like, I'm, I'm going to kick you. <laughs> he chops his legs off. I'll bite you. He chops his head off. He's like, well, it just keeps going. He's like, that's what, that's what he's like. It's like, and, until he's out for the count forever, He's going to keep coming back. It doesn't matter how, how bad he is. It's just... Uh, Did you get on well with him? Bizarrely, yes. My, uh, my, <laughs> my, my, my locker was next door, was, was next to us um, at, at City. And I, you know, I used to try and do stupid stuff all the time, but I, I just ignored it a lot of the time. Uh, and I sort of just tried to sort of deal with him best you possibly could. But I think he had, I think he had a bit of respect. Well, he, he, he did have respect because he knew that I worked hard. And, it, and he knew that he worked incredibly hard. And, and it, in fairness to him, he always did. No matter what he did, he always put 100% into it. And he knew that I did that. And I think that sort of gave me a little bit of respect, whatever. And, he all, and, and there was once we'd come back from a bus somewhere and he was being a twat, um, <laughs> you know, go, gobbing off and whatever. And we, we'd lost and I was, I was in a bad mood, whatever. I wasn't, wasn't happy. And of course, we'd, I'd, we'd lost a son uh, back in the day in, in, in 02. And he mentioned something and, and I don't think it wasn't deliberate in any way, but I was in a, I was in a really bad mood and I just walked over to him and just very calmly just went, just don't ever say anything to me again like that, or I'm just going to kill you. And I just walked off. And I think maybe that sort of that calmness. You think that, what, you think that might have thrown him a little bit. Yeah. I think it wasn't because it wasn't, I wasn't aggressive. You know, I was, it, it was almost like that psycho moment where just don't, yeah, yeah. And, and and from then on, I think you know he. he yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, when I pulled him off Usman Darbo, was it, that as just he, over a, a thing in training or five aside, Play, playing five aside, and I think Usman caught him a little bit late. You know, I know. It, it hadn't been bubbling before. Oh no, there wasn't tension. Oh, oh no, I didn't need that. <laughs> <laughs> and he just caught him a bit late, and he turned. Oh, yeah, it was like, oh fuck off! No, you fuck off! No, you fuck off! Oh, you know, you fuck off! Oh, you're a twat. No, you're a twat. For good sake, grow up. And all of a sudden, Joey just walked over and just went, bang, hit him. And as he's fallen, he's like, he's like jumped on him again and he's just kept hitting him. And of course, he's then on the floor. And I think Darbo's knocked out at this point. And Joey's just on the top, just like battering him, absolutely smacking him. See, that that's... And it's that, like, you know, you have to put levels yeah, yeah. You've all seen sort of fights and go, oh, he's hit him. Mm. Oh, hang on a minute. This has gone too far. Too far. So we've 
few we, we Joe got, jumped over, ripped Joey off him, pulled him off, and I've like dragged Joey far beside the training ground. Piercy came over, didn't know what to do. I'd know, I couldn't control it, didn't know what to do. Finally got Usman back into the treatment room. I mean, I don't, you, you go back and look at the pictures. He's, he's like the elephant man. You know, his broken cheekbone, eye socket, his, his face is just a balloon. He's, a, he's absolutely battered. And what age is Joey here? Mid-20s. So, it, uh, I'm guessing, yeah, mid-20s. He might have been younger than that, you know. In, well, uh, possibly early 20s maybe, yeah, maybe early 20s. He's battered him. But with it, when I remember me and Andy Cole, I think, being in the treatment room, Joey, you, you've got to go and apologise. No. Call me a twat. Joey. You've just nearly killed the fella. <laughs> oh, yeah, but he called me a twat. Yeah, well, yeah, you are a twat. But can't, this doesn't give you the right to go and like nearly kill somebody. Uh, it was just So bizarre. did he never apologise to him? No. Did they ever speak again? Or? No, don't think so. Can't remember what happened after that. But I mean, it was for Piercy had no idea what to do. Piercy wandered around the treatment room sort of going, um, uh, you know, um, um, <laughs> you're supposed to be the manager. You know I mean? Could he not handle Barton full stop? Could, did he just not know how? Piercy struggled massively with big characters. Which really is surprising yeah. when you think about it. Well, that's the thing. So obviously he was, he, was a, he was reserve team manager and sort of assistant manager. And then took over. To be fair, we had, we had the worst squad on the planet yeah. at that point. I In mean, terms was, of ability or? Uh, no, very uh, great ability. Just characters was horrific. Too many. Yeah. Oh, so. Big pro. I mean, it was just like. It was all senior players that had had their sort of day, effectively. Or most of us have had, have had <laughs> our day. Yeah. Uh, you know. We'll look back at Man City. <laughs> yeah. But, but everybody was like, you know, there was lads having a sort of a sneaky fag out in the, in the kit room before training, that sort of thing. Lads were, Keegan had no discipline ever. So you could train and start at half 10. As long as you're on the pitch for half 10, you come in when you want. That used to drive me nuts. I couldn't stand that. Lads would turn up late and he'd go, Oh, don't worry about it, lads. Just go for a little jog joining. Again, that's surprising, isn't it? I'm you thinking, Keegan, Kevin Keegan. Is yeah. it Keegan? Or yeah, the, Keegan. Keegan. I've, I've, I've driven. I've driven like from it, from Arrogate to, I've driven an hour and a half and I'm on time every day. There's lads living five minutes around the corner turn up 20 minutes late. Mm. It's Sorry, like, Kev. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be like, oh, I can't, don't, don't like finding people. It's not good for team spirit. Well, I said, you don't have to do it. And I used to row with Keegan all the time. So when Piercy came in, we had real big characters. And you can, so training was like, but all these players, when we trained, we were on it. We were 100% at it. And it was really high standard in training. The moment the ball went out of play or the whistle went, it was just shenanigans. It was just <laughs> absolute mayhem. <laughs> Balls going everywhere, this, that, all over the, all over the shop. And and that was and that, and, and he, I think he struggled with that. So when Piercy took over, he got rid of all the senior players very very quickly that he could. It was Which like, probably the right thing to do, really, from from his point of view. Just you've got to clear the I think he almost went a bit too far with it, um, and he sort of and he just ostracised a lot of powerful players, not powerful, but you know influential players yeah. at that point. No, he did it. He tried. He tried to do it with me, um, and then you go in and have a row with him in the dressing room, go and knock on the door. What well, are playing? And it was like Joey used to tear him in pieces, embarrassing. <laughs> of course he did. I, honestly, it, no. But to, to, doesn't sound very psycho in his older age. <laughs> to, to the <laughs> point we'd be. I mean, we had like. I remember a game, I can't, we came in from a game. Uh, we're either half time or we lose, or we've lost the game. Whatever it was, 
And Percy starts having a go. And we're all, you know, all sat around dressing room, whatever. And Joey goes, hang on a minute. He says, you're asking me to play with this lot. You've signed this Musampa fella. He's fucking useless. <laughs> Why am I going to give him the ball? You're putting him in the team. And Musampa's in the room. Yeah. <laughs> the Kiki. Yeah. Good old Kiki. And, and he's going, he's going, you're asking me to play with these players and they're shit. Your tactics are shit. You're picking the wrong players and you're asking us to, it's rubbish. You're fucking useless. I'm sat next to J-Mo and sort of thinking, I don't like either of them at this point. I'm thinking, <laughs> Piercy, just go and knock him out. You know what I mean? He needs to be put in his, yeah. he needs to be put in his place. Yeah. But he let him get away with it. And it's that, and, and of course that sets the tone. You know what, you've all been in that situation where if, once the lads have got a little bit of something, once they find that crack, yeah. they find yeah. that little bit of weakness, it's like pff, all over it. What was his response? But you, when he, as soon as he nothing, said it, didn't know what you were, aren't you? You know, you know like, a little bit like when you stand up to the bully. Yeah. It's like I didn't know what to do. And Joey used to just batter him. And, and, and at times it was uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, I mean, again, I, early, I, I, early 20s as well. It's like... Yeah. And you'd have to go... Or somebody you'd, you'd, have, you'd have to go, Joey, you know, as much as I think I don't like Piercy at the moment, I don't like some of the stuff he does, but you're just being a dick. Yeah. You need to shut up and Piercy get... Piercy, go, go and just nut him or something. <laughs> well, I, I would think that that would be his reaction. Yeah. I would think yeah. he'd yeah. go and fucking twat him. But no, I, and I, I think, you know, and so then the, the moment I think you lose a little bit of respect as a manager. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going at that point. And it? then there were a few, yeah. like, I mean, few other things happened. A lot of it, it was Pierce's personality. He joined in every day, training session, played right wing, everything outside the left foot, which is, which is hard as a manager. I don't, I don't think he, probably looking back, he probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah. You know, joining in. familiar, not, I think. Yeah. 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 But having gone from reserve manager to sort of first team coach and then into it, it didn't really sort of make that definitive line. Mm. And if you look at it, he, he played all the young kids for a while because he could just handle them better. Because he just sound ni like nice men, don't they? He, he <laughs> nice nice grandma. I like to go and feed the ducks with his. Yeah. <laughs> Keegan was like joined in every finishing session. Just wanted to do finishing at the end of training. It was just like five. It was just five sides all the time. Because with Pierce, you put. Um, David James up front as well oh, again, yeah. right? So he just I mean, sounds like good fun. So David James just one flippantly going, I'll, I'll mind playing up front one day. I can sort that out. Like, Jim will fix it. That's what it was. It was just it, oh, that was that was the most one of the most ridiculous things on the planet. Premeditated. That that was that's the biggest issue that I have about it. And then he did it for the under twenty ones as well. And people wanted this guy's England manager. Put two goalkeepers up front. What for, for England? England they did front of me on the twenty ones. He put a keeper. He did oh, a year later, whatever. Put put the keeper up front. Straight. With his own shirt on. It's <laughs> like <laughs> you can't be doing. I mean, that's I, I just you know it's, it's that's so disrespectful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I'm John Macken, I'm yeah, I'm fucking. Was, really, was anything yeah. said in the changing room, if you remember? Oh, John Macken was just distraught. It's like he just walked out. I think he just disappeared. He never played again, did he? No. But again, he didn't but that, play that game, but that, but that sets the tone then, doesn't it? Because all the all the senior lads are going, what's that all about? The shambles. We've got a centre forward on the bench and you're putting Jamie up front with his own shirt on. <laughs> and he looked, they were awkward, weren't they? Well, really. <laughs> <laughs> it, were, it, were, it were very awkward. It didn't quite plan for Stuart, did it? No. Ca causing confusion. <laughs> <laughs> but just think, imagine if he'd have scored. We needed to win that game to get into Europe. That's how bad it was. It was us and Borough. I think Robbie missed a penalty because he didn't, he didn't fancy playing on Thursdays. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
just just diddled one to, to Schwartz, you saved it. I, mean, I think we ended up a draw, but we had to win it. To, we had to beat them going to Europe. And it was, just, but it, you can imagine John Macken was just fuming. Yeah, I just, I th- he will be. There's you? insults in, and there's insults. Yeah. In there. I mean, I think I might have read on some note. Did you come on a sub and then get subbed at half time? I did that. That happened at Norwich. See, that's that's up there as well. That's up there. <laughs> sub sub the worst. But the <laughs> sub sub at half time. Yeah. No, I came on about thirty minutes into the game. Uh, I can't. Don't know why. Uh, but it's like Borough were a good side championship game or league one whatever it was at the time uh, Emerson was playing for Borough that, that sort of era must be, nine, must be 98 something like that so she's not like first club how old are you? Oh, I'm, not, I'm 19 right no, 19 at the time uh, Mike Walker's manager so he's he's put me on I've set the goal up uh, so we're back in it one uh, you and you and Roberts have scored Good looking lad. Um, <laughs> Ewan scored header. I've put the cross in, whatever. But I was, I was sort of playing midfieldish, uh, And then like 15 minutes after, the number goes up. I'm looking around again. Some sort of mistake. <laughs> I'm trying to look at my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> trying to look at my shirt. And I'm like, what's going on? It took me off. And I went, oh. There was no reason for it whatsoever. It was just, I've no idea. I've still, and still to this day, I have no idea. I, I walked off, didn't throw my shirt in the bench. You did or you didn't? No, I didn't. When it went in. Did you walk straight out of the tunnel or are you going to sit yeah, there? Yeah, straight in the tunnel. Uh, bear in mind, I'm 19. Played, I don't know, 70 odd games for Norwich at that point. And then just went, right, that's it. Transfer request next morning. Sure, I'm, not playing for, I'm not playing for that guy again. Not happening. Did you have a conversation with him or? No. Just, just literally walked in to the secretary's office and put tr- written transfer request in. Was that off your own back or had you got an agent back then? Uh, I, I was taking some advice. I just went, I'm not doing this. I said, and that's, I stand on it. So yeah, I loved it. And that just soured it from that point onwards. Yeah. You know, I really got to, and then I had six months in the, in the resis. So that, that was like early March. We had a game, a representative game, uh, England league representative side against Serie B. So it, it wasn't England. It wasn't England. It yeah. was like, you know, two leagues versus each other. And Curbs had, Curbs was aware, Curbs was manager. Les Reed was a coach and Martin Hunter was at Stoke at the time. And, I, and I'd been drafted into this squad. I'm going, got to go down, whatever. No, got to play in this game. First few days training, great. Curbs went, oh, you know, going to play right back. They've got this uh, left winger for Italy, quick as anything, whatever. Brilliant. Marvellous. <laughs> so I'm thinking, oh, actually, this is my opportunity. So go out, play the game. Lad goes to knock the ball past me, turn, win the first challenge, win the second one. Have, have a really good game. Curbs comes in afterwards, go, right, I'm going to sign you for Charlton. Want to sign you. Do you know, like, oh, hello. Look, <laughs> luckily, luckily that happened. That could have been like oh, life changing. Oh, yeah. massive. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I've had, there's lots of been moments in my career where I've said that, those sliding doors moments. Yeah. So Curbs went, oh, we're going to sign you. Uh, so I go back, literally, the deal was done. So that was game was on the Tuesday. Deal was done pretty much on the Wednesday. Went in back into Norwich on the Thursday. Walked in. Uh, went and got my bin bag, as you do, you know, <laughs> put all my boots in it, all my, emptied my locker. Bits and pieces at Coney Norwich. Neil Adams goes, where are you going? I'm going Wembley, son, I am. <laughs> Charlton were in, I think they were in fourth at the time. So flippantly, I just, uh, I remember at the time when Charlton were first interested, I had no idea where they were at the table. I'd been playing reserves. Mm. So I just went, I'm going Wembley. And he went, yeah, fuck it off, are you? And that was it. So obviously when, went to, signed on the Thursday, went to crew on the Friday, scored on my debut, went on an incredible run to the end of the season, won every single game. Went to Wembley. Didn't concede a goal and then got to Wembley. 
Let's not talk about that. Haven't been sent. Haven't been sent off in the semi final. <laughs> you got sent off. Yeah. Uh, first leg was away. Uh, Mauricio Trico cheating Argentinian. Uh, horrendous dive. You, know, you, you slide in to block a block a challenge. He jumped. Got nowhere near him. He, he jumped, rolling around, holding his legs. Whatever. Ref gave him a second yellow card. All kicked off. Going, people go mental. Whatever. We won the game one nil. And then after it's like no one's happy because it's like this is the most this, you can't get there's no VAR is there or anything yeah. like that everyone's going mad there's never been a yellow card whatever Tariko's laughing his head off giving it large so remember the Portman Road the the players lounge was up the stairs you come out of the dressing room you go sort of around the corner and you go up the stairs Neil Heaney was at the top of the stairs and Tariko was giving it large um, stood with his missus. And Neil just went, oh, on then, if you're going to give it like that, come on then, we'll have it. So Tariko ran up the stairs and as he got to the top of the stairs, Neil just went, bang. And it was, (laughs) (laughs) and he's with his missus. Broke his nose, put his nose all over his face and then it it all mayhem. Police are called. We didn't leave the ground for about four hours. Sheepshanks wanted the game called off, wanted Neil arrested, all sorts. It was absolute shambles going on. Stop me for a minute because there's only one way. If you're running up the stairs and somebody's at the oh, top, yeah. there's only one way. <laughs> you're going back down. Unless you're going through him. You can't Neil was like, Neil was always in the gym. So he was always doing pull-ups and stuff like that. He had big arms. And he's, of course he's hit him. Nose is split all over his face. And he's calmed down. So it's all calmed down. We've gone off. And now there's like this, this, this mayhem. So my yellow card sort of been rescinded. And then there was a deal done that... Tariko and Neil Heaney were coming up against each other, you know, winger and fullback. So the deal was done, they played on opposite sides of the pitch. For the second leg? Really? <laughs> Tariko's played like a mask on or whatever. <laughs> and they're opposite sides of the pitch. It's just... That's so the cool. Where they've got to go on opposite sides? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can both That's... play, but... Like, it's like it's cool, isn't it? You, yeah. you go and sit over there away from it was, it was absolutely, <laughs> It's absolutely ridiculous. It could, but it could, I suppose it was... It wasn't overly televised at that point in time. It was, uh, it was just bizarre. And so do you know for the that. final then? Did Sunderland not have what to say about it? you playing in the final then? No, because it, it was just, I mean, so it's, I can't, obviously back then it was like two yellow cards was a red and then it was a two, three game button. And they went, oh, but it's playoffs and it's this. So there, was no, there was no sort of... Sounds like was, nobody knows the rules. Well, no. No, playoffs. It's a bit like, well, oh, that definitely. And the referee's like, yeah, it wasn't a yellow kit. I said, oh, we'll just ban him for a game and then we'll. But if I'm Sunderland, I'm in. thinking, I don't want their right back playing. Yeah. I'm fucking kicking off about so it. So we go, we go into the. We go, I think we. So we've won nine out of the last 10. We drew the last game with Middlesbrough, I think, nil nil, whatever it was. And we go into that. We win both those games 1 nil. So we've, we've conceded like one goal in like 13 games. Phenomenal record. We go into the final, let four in. <laughs> <laughs> what Worst final, childhood memory that for me, mate. I think I was about fourteen watching it on the telly. Yeah, wasn't great for me. Men donk a man. What a game! <clears throat> yeah, I mean it's, it's a blur, and I, I say now I've, I've got lots of TV memories of it. So I was twenty-one. Massive game, you know. Just had a, I had a move ten thirty. You know, two months ago I had a move. Been a hotel all that time. It was the old Wembley as well, Twin Towers and all the rest of it. Out. And it was just, I was in awe. I mean, it's just, I'd been to Wembley, I think, once at that point, the old Wembley, and watched England as a 17-year-old when they beat Spain. And it's just, everything was a blur. And I, I, even now, I don't know which goal I got, but I got done for one of the goals. I got caught under the ball at the far post. 
Quiddy gave me a little nudge, peeled off, chested it down and volleyed it in the far corner. Not really my fault, but that's all I can think. That's all I can think about. Mm. Even after I've won it, I'm still thinking about that. I've got done for one of the goals. It goes to penalties and then of course it's just mayhem. You know, poor old Mickey Gray. The worst penalty you've ever seen in your life. I don't think he wanted to take it. Sasha Rilich is like, thinks he's a hero. So hang on, Sasha. I mean, most people could have saved that. Honestly, Come on, give it me small, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you could have ran over. You could have seen a fucking fall, <laughs> it? You could have, yeah, exactly. You could have, you could have run and touched the post, and then run back and still stopped it. You know what I mean? It wasn't, it wasn't like you've not pulled one out of the top corner, son. The one thing I do remember is walking down Wembley Way, me and Kinsella walking to somewhere near the conference centre with a trophy to meet the families, and we think, hang on, we, looking back now. We're just walking down Wembley over the trophy. Mm. Imagine doing that now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, but I'd, I'd add, I mean, all my family, I, I think I bought two busloads down. Um, obviously, most of family and friends are mostly in Norwich at that point. Uh, my nan came down, um, which is important to me. God, you know, God rest her soul, was like 80, 80 odd at the time. But, you know, she got a red jumper on and all that sort of stuff. So I had about, about 60 tickets that I had to buy mm. for that game. And it, of course, it was, I said it, we obviously went and played in the Premier League, got relegated, went to Leeds. And had Mickey Gray not missed that penalty, we'd have stayed in the championship, the championship now. Where would my career have gone? Yeah. I didn't have a lucky career, but I got lucky, I think, with timings. Mm. Didn't always work, just got injured and stuff like that, which not great. But like in the World Cup when Gary Nev got injured, just happened at the right moment. Yeah. You know, there's lots of little things you go, and I, and I appreciate it. I go, look, you know, people go, ah, oh, you were a good player, you were a good player. I said, well, yeah, I was a player, end of. I said, but timing wise, I, I had, there were some lucky moments that, that fell in my favor. And, and then you've got to be in the right place to take the opportunity. Yeah. So did you know the Leeds move was on? Oh, so I mean, so it came, came about, I got a phone, phone call. Uh, a, a guy that I'd sort of done some stuff for Charlton, knew the guy, knew Hoppy's agent, uh, David Hopkin. And I got a phone call to say, I oh, wasn't sure if we should tell you, but you're playing Leeds at the weekend. Leeds are interested. Gary Kelly's been out forever. Uh, been out injured for a couple of years or whatever. Been enjoying himself with Sharpie a bit too much. We're not sure if he's going to, you know, come back mm. from that. O'Leary's building this new side, wants to, you know, young side and, and this, that and the other. And they're looking at a right back. Um, and, you, and your name's cropped up a little bit. You know, you've had a decent, although we're struggling at this point, you've had a decent year, first year in the Premier League, both under 21s and, and all the rest of it. So it's like, well, Leeds are seriously considering an offer for you end of the season. Oh, I'm playing against Harry Kuhl. Harry's on fire. I mean, Harry's, what, at this time, 18 years old, nine, what do you, he's just, he's one of the, I, I say now, he was like Gareth Bale was. You know, he was un, unusual. He didn't play left wing. He didn't play left midfield. He played in the left of a front three, had a free roll, was quick, was strong, could dribble, score goals, everything. So for the first 70 minutes, I've just kicked him off the park. <laughs> I've every, every, I've just gone in, bang, bang, every single challenge. 70 minutes, he went and buggered off and played on the right wing. <laughs> job thought, done. Job, but yeah. I, thought, I, thought, I thought, job done, that's all right. And then I sort of spoke to him afterwards and this sort of, and came sort of through the system that, well, if you go down, so it looks like you're going down at this point, leads are definitely coming in for you without a shadow of a doubt, you know, and, and they'll get you, hopefully get you on a decent fee and they want you. Oh, this, this is all right, isn't it? Did you? So, did well, that change your mind? Well, a little bit. Your mindset for the rest yeah, of the season. Yeah. yeah. So, well, relegation. Yes, yes and no. So it didn't change any any of my performances yeah. or any, anything like that. But I had in the back of my mind that I'm Leeds, all right. Leeds anyway. are interested in it. Mm. Leeds are like that fourth in the Premier League at the moment. 
I've gone from, in, in a space of like 14 months, I've gone from being in the stiffs at Norwich to suddenly getting promoted with Charlton, playing in the Premier League for the first time, and I'm on a verge to playing for a team that's in Europe. In the top four. It's like, what's going on? <laughs> it's yeah. like, I said, I'm pinching myself and I'm not that good. <laughs> it's like, this thing's all good. It's like, yeah, this is, like, this is all a bit weird. This is a bit surreal. But then it was like sort of bittersweet because it was like, well, season had finished. Leeds are now interested. And I know they're seriously interested. You know, we're sort of, they're making offers uh, and that type of thing, talking about things. I haven't, haven't agreed a fee with Charlton or anything like that. And as I go away with the under-21s, uh, we were flying at that time. You know, we was under, we were the best team on the planet. You know, you know it was Frank, Frank and Wade. We were winning every single game. You know, we were just sensational. Mm. Good, a good year. Oh, a good. Be, I mean, yeah, be, we were just, we, we'd gone through qualification. We hadn't conceded a goal. You know, we were just knocking teams over, you know, 3-0, 5-0, playing fabulous football. We played sweeper system because um, obviously Hoddle was the senior. Uh, previously before that was senior manager. Peter Taylor was involved. And then Keegan was the, the manager, the main manager of the, of the senior squad. And we'd been away. And it, I, think, I think it was going to be Peter Taylor's last game. Because then Howard Wilkinson was going to take over after that. And we, we were due to go away. And Peter called me and Kieran Dyer in and said, uh, look, lads, you think, Fuck, I'm going to get dropped here. What's going on? That, the old shepherd's oak one. Well, yeah, because you don't very often get called into the gaffer's, you know, room, do you? And thinking, oh, we're doing great. I've been playing well. I'm on fire. <laughs> and he went, uh, this has got some good news for you. Well, what more could be good news? We're in the 21s here. We're doing all right. And he just went, oh, uh, Keegan's been on the phone. There's some injuries. And they want you and Kieran to join up with a senior squad. Do you think they just called you two up because you were there anyway? Oh yeah, oh, but, but, I mean, to... we, so we they needed a defender. Yeah, uh, they needed a spare defender, and they needed you know Kieran was sort of like right midfield, right winger at that point. So that that was what fitted, and that that was what happened. It's like, well, you're here. It's the end of the season. Not going to get someone off holiday, whatever it was. We just need someone to come and be a cone or a bib and fill in spaces, whatever. But of course, you know, you walk in and it's like you know Shearer's in there. Shearer's captain at the time. Batty's in there. Seaman, you know, and sort of just looking at it and just sort of in awe. What the fuck. Well, yeah, you walk, and even even you do it. He did it towards the end of your career. You walk in and go, where do I sit? Mm. <laughs> don't, don't know anybody. I've not been involved in. I've been involved in some under twenty one games, but I've only been the Premier League game a season. Yeah. So then we go, um, we, we play and and whatever, and we come back and we go to Greece. Were there any nights out in this England trip? No, no, no. At this point, so we go go to Greece, and you're thinking, oh, okay. Clearly not going to be in the team anyway, shape or form. But suddenly it's like, we've always been at the back of the plane with the 21s. Because it used to be a senior squad. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Press. And then the back of the plane was the under-21s. 
I know, front of the plane, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> like, like looking back at Going the 21s. Well, yeah. I, I don't think the 21s had travelled because it was like the last game, whatever. So it was like, oh, I'm, it's all right, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm in the England team then. <laughs> must have been <laughs> surreal. And it's like, well, it, it is because it's like, you know, and not flown that much, mm. you know, at, at that stage of my life either. You know, not been on that many, I'm only 21. Mm. Not been on that many holidays and bits and pieces. And then, so, go to the game. Uh, game is played uh, no it wasn't Greece so it was Bulgaria um, Woody played his first game in bits and pieces and you think well okay that's it job done Let's go back come home and you think right okay. and, and Leeds going right we now want to buy you and Charlton are going oh. Oh, 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 oh. yeah but bump the price up oh a bit. massively yeah. Leeds had come in with a million and a half quid so again bearing in mind I'd 250 grand. Yeah, it's still a lot of money, isn't it? Season, season later, they've got a million and a half quid. You're yeah. thinking, that's, that's a right touch. Yeah. And I'm going, hang on a minute. I want this move. This is Leeds. You know, mm. they, they're all over it. Right, so, okay, where are we going to go with it? So I had a meeting. Right, okay, need to go see the chairman. When I saw Richard Murray, right, Curbs, had a chat with Curbs. Right, okay, hypothetically, what would happen if I said I don't want to play for this club again next season? Well, you can't. I said no. I said hypothetically. I said what? What would happen? <laughs> Knowing full well. Yeah. That well, yeah. Think, <laughs> thinking clever at this. You know, trying to be clever <laughs> at this point, and without sort of stitching myself up. Mm. And they went, well, if it gets to four million, you can go. <laughs> four million? <laughs> Are you for real? You thinking they're not going to go to this? Ah, oh, this is this is this is ninety nine or whatever it was. Yeah, this is ninety. Uh, this ninety nine. Four million quid. That's like forty million quid in equivalent money yeah. these days. Oh, not that good. Ridiculous. <laughs> I thought, oh, that's it. That's killed, isn't it? And then Ridsdale was brilliant. He come out because he kept saying to the press, "We want this young player. He's now got an England squad." And it, and it's sort of so he was building it. Mm. And so it he was half stitching himself up, weren't he? Yeah, brilliant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so in the end, they went right. Okay, got a phone call. Okay, deal's been done. 4.1 million with some add-ons, taking up to four and a half million quid. <laughs> what? And what are, you, are, you, are you thinking, oh, fucking hell, what can I ask for here? Wait, well, well so, that, so that was the thing. So, I, I mean, I, at the time I was on, I was on fifth, 12.50 a week at Charlton. In the Premier League? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then appearance money on top of that. So I, I, I played every game, apart from the ones I was suspended. Um, so, so effectively, I, I mean, I was on two grand a week plus bonuses, but we didn't get any bonuses. Yeah, you don't get many do you if you're getting relegated. No, mm. uh, I don't know. I said, so Leeds came in, we went, Jesus, God. I went to so my basic went to eight grand a week, quadruple with money. See, I'm forcing most through for that. And people are going, Well, I said, Well, that, that's like at the time that was life changing, yeah. 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 It was just ridiculous how it went from it within a space of 14 months. Went from 250 grand to, to four and a half million quid. Leeds dads were brilliant. Kells was unbelievable. One of those. There's a lot of tales about him, haven't we? Mm. I mean, but talk about humble and nice guy. So signed for Leeds. Uh, knew one or two of the players through the England sort of setup and young players, whatever. So that was okay. One of the first things he said, right, he said, uh, he said that is um, barbecue at my house. Pre season, this is. <clears throat> barbecue at my house. Um, all the lads are coming. Bring their wives and families, whatever. Uh, come along. Bring just me. turned up to like replace this guy. Yeah. So that was for, for you yeah. personally not, as not an introduction. He's having a party. You know, he's having yeah. a, a barbecue, whatever it was, whatever. And he's like, you know, he's come. You know, I want you to come along. 
you know, meet yeah, the, yeah. meet the misses, all the misses get together and this, that and the other and, and meet everyone and yeah, and, I mean, and, and in kills. the back of his mind, he's probably thinking a little bit, fuck you know. Yeah. I hope it's shit. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it's fucking crap. But so, yeah, fair, fair play to Kills. Um, he, he was outstanding in that. And then after that, as Nigel, Nigel, because I've been away with England and stuff, Nigel invited us to his house. I think his missus was having a birthday party. And he had a big marquee in the garden, all the bits and pieces, portaloos in the garden, everything else. So I'm, I'm there with my missus. And, he's, you know, she's being polite and new baby and this sort of stuff, introducing people. I've gone for a piss. Into the portal or whatever. All of a sudden, starting to tip. <laughs> I'm, I'm, oh, my God, what's going on? <laughs> and the portal is just going. And, of course, it just goes smash on the floor. Full That's of blue it. juice. Oh, yeah, blue juice everywhere. Oh. Get out. Oh. Gears, gears covered in the blue stuff. The whole, well, I couldn't get out of Star Wars. They, they pushed it so the door had gone forward. My missus is there. So she, she, she doesn't know what, she wants to help me. But she doesn't know what to do. She's like, it's got bait. It's like, I can't really sort of, she's, Wants to get involved, but knows that she can't. You should have been around football long enough to go, I can't get involved in that. I can't, can't start screaming and shouting, you bastards, what are you doing to me, husband? That's my danny. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone, stop bullying him. <laughs> so they, they, they've rolled it over. And I've like, I've, I've crawled out of this fucking port. There's fucking me trousers covered in the blue stuff. And all, so. <laughs> That's brilliant, that. I like that. Absolute <laughs> bastards. Welcome to Leeds. <laughs> Were some, well, Dom there at that point. Dom, Dom signed a bit later, but we, I mean, it was Smithy, Woody, Bats um, had signed. Nigel Martin was there. Hopkin, Alfie Arland. Uh Jimmy was there for pre-season, but then then left. Uh, it was uh, Bridgie come in with me and Dubes. Uh, Huckabee had come in, I think, as well. It was just a lot. Harry Cure was there. I, I, you know, he was young. You know, and it was fierce. Investing's the key to anything, chaps. You know that, don't you? Whether it's your time. Your body. Your body. Invest, oh, invest your time your, in your body. Or your mind. Your mind. Invest in anything. It improves it, doesn't it? It certainly does. And it's also one of the best ways to grow your wealth over the long term. However, high commissions and clunky product from traditional stockbrokers can make it complicated for people to start. It's some of that I've never done. Me neither, to be honest. No. Well, when me- Only because I don't know anything about it. I think that's the thing. If you if you, if you, if you had an half an idea what we're about, you'd probably have a bash at it. But with free trade, let me tell you this: they're on a mission to change that by breaking down the barriers and by opening up stock investing for everyone. Very interested. While other brokers are charging like twelve quid for every trade, free trade doesn't charge anything. It's commission free, so you can invest and keep more of your profits. Tempted? Hence. Hence the name free trade, yeah? Exactly. Exactly. Were you in on the uh, on the meeting for that one? No, no, I weren't, but it's a, it's a, it's a great name. Other brokers apparently charge up to £12 for every trade, but with free trade, it doesn't charge any commission or fees, and you can uh, invest and keep more of the profits. I'm there really, you go. I'm, there's there's £100, make me a millionaire. Am I really in? I'll tell you what as well, lads. Lads, it's a good time to invest. If you know where you're putting it, it's a good time to invest. Free Trade has been the winner of the best bank awards two years in a row now, 2019 and 2020. The intuitive design makes investing simple for any experience level, beginners and experts alike. You can start investing from just £2. Two quid? Two quid. 
Samuel. If I'm investing in £100, then I'm going as a big dog, aren't I? Free Trade doesn't offer any speculative products such as CFDs, spread betting, or products with leverage. And they don't do day trading. They're all about long-term investing with a transparent pricing model and no hidden fees or inflated spreads. I like the sound of this, lads. Yeah. I'm, well, to me, what, what it's breaking it down to a, a, a simple man's thing. Put your money in, forget about it, and collect it uh, when, you, when you pass go. Yeah, long term in that. You can sign up to a general investment account or stocks and shares, ICAs. There's all kinds of accounts that you can join. The award-winning investment app is used by over 250,000 people. It is FCA authorised and FSCS protected and lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs and investment trusts, all without commissions. And obviously, as uh, listeners of Under the Cost, there's always an offer. That's what we do, isn't it? Changing lives. Changing lives. All you've got to do is go to freetrade.io slash under the cosh. And if you register and fund your account, they'll give you a randomly allocated free share worth between three and two hundred pounds, such as Greg's, John. You might get a Greg's share. Show, show me. I'll be, I'll be invested in myself. I know. <laughs> this time next year, lads, we'll be millionaires. <laughs> yes, Rodney. So yeah, all you've got to do is go to freetrade.io slash under the cosh. And don't forget, when you invest, your capital is at risk. The value of your investment can go up as well as down, and you may receive back less than your original investment. Did he get the best out of you as well, Larry? I think I would say that <laughs> it's not a friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Reoccur- we've, had, we've had jubes on. There's a, there's a re- bridges on. And there's a re- not impressed. There's a reoccurring theme in this mm. with me and managers. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like as soon as you get dropped once, they're fucking yeah, they're assholes. Equally though, they all got sacked and I didn't. Uh, <laughs> you always let. You always end up staying longer. Outlasted them all. Outlasted them all. <laughs> now, um, so to start with, he was brilliant. Came up, soft Irish accent. You know, and I, I, oh, Danny, brilliant. We love you. How's the missus? How's the dear? Oh, we, I think you're brilliant. And he was lovely. And after a while, that started to become a bit repetitive. Yeah. And it's too nice. Just started to grate a little bit. And then you started to realise it wasn't sincere. Mm. And it was, my young babes. My young babes. Fucking my young babes. We go away with internationals. And, <laughs> and you have seen, you know, other players, you know, United and Liverpool. Okay, well, you tell your gaffer to just shut up about my young babes. <laughs> <laughs> It was just, it got ridiculous. And when we first went, everyone thought that Ridsdale was a bit of an idiot and a bit of an ass. And O'Leary was this, such a nice guy. After six months, that flipped on its head and everyone realised the truth. that Actually, Ridsdale was a really nice guy, bit of a fanboy. And O'Leary was an ass, mm. selfish, all about him. You know, when we did great, it was all about him. When we did badly, it was all about us. Yeah. And, I, and, he, and he had several rows with him um, at times. That first season, I wanted to leave at the end of the season. Because Kelsey yeah. got back in. Uh, and I just said, I want to play. Like, she had this big move. I want to play. Peter Taylor wanted to take me to Leicester um, at the time. And I went in and saw Oli. I said, I want to go. And he went, no, not going. So well, you're here. What about, you know, Leicester, good move at the time. You know, mm. Premier League. I want to go Leicester. No, not going. Right, okay. Worked, worked really hard over, over the summer. Uh, not a problem. So I came back pre-season, really fit as usual. Did that. Uh, and we, we, we'd finished third in the league that season. Yeah. I'd still played 20 games, I think. Probably, probably, probably 15 Premier League games. So it wasn't, it wasn't a disaster. Mm. 
So we, we get into Champions League proper. First go, play. I've played a couple of Premier League games, but not many really. And we go play uh, Barcelona, New Camp. Overmars was playing right wing. Uh, Overmars played left wing. Uh, a lad called Samel, Portuguese lad, played right wing. I mean, both as quick as each other. Mm. I mean, f- just flyers. So again, he went, uh, Dan, can you play left back? This lad's an absolute flying machine. Right, okay, we played five. We played five-five formation. Five-five <laughs> none. Pretty much. I mean, it, it was, you know, De Boer, Koku, Cliver in his prime, uh, Rivaldo. <laughs> I think you've got the better hand there, though, because Overmars is just on another level. I know mm. he might have been quick. You, know, but... you, you, walk, you walk into this cauldron of a, of a stadium and just look, oh, my God. Full, obviously. Was that was that <clears throat> more intimidating than Wembley? Oh yeah, oh massively. Because also the player, the standard of players. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, you know everyone knows these. These are world class players now, and you've everyone's seen these. You know, play all the time. You know, we had Quinn and Phillips up front for Sunderland. You know, this this is Cliver and everybody else. Mm. Valdo. Fuck <laughs> like, me. It's a different, it's a different team. This, yeah, uh, completely different team. So we got we we got we got our asses felt. We got absolutely battered. Uh, we didn't get our half. I don't think we got beat four 0 That was it. So we got we got we're back on the plane, and we're all looking at each other, going, "What the fuck?" Are you thinking this is a bridge too far? For oh, us? We, we, we're looking at each other and just going, "We've got AC Milan at home next." <laughs> <laughs> Shevchenko, Beerhoff up front, Maldini. <laughs> we're fucked. <laughs> well, so, so we keep it to three. This could be embarrassing. Mm. Could be proper embarrassing. So game game comes around, and then again loads of injuries, and so I'm I'm playing, I'm, I'm not play a couple of games at centre half. So it's, and the, the gaffers called us in and said, right, okay, you're going to play centre half again, and we'll work on the formation this week. Turn up to Ellen Road, team gets announced on the tannoy, whatever, as we're sort of running out hour before kickoff. Uh, Kelly, English, no, Martin Kelly, Bills, Dubry. And you can hear the crowd go, oh, <laughs> 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 oh dear, this could, this could be trouble. <laughs> this is not what I wanted for our European there's night. A, there's there's, there's a, a resigned sigh from the crowd of, oh, <laughs> this could be a cricket score. <laughs> it's like, I mean, at the time, Shevchenko and Beerhoff were like the best, yeah. best partnership in Europe. And, and be fair, we, we both had outstanding games. You know, last ditch tackles, whatever. We just it just worked. Somehow we we got through it, got away with it. And of course, pissing down the rain. Last minute bow hits one from about forty yards. Just might as well have a shot. You know, thirty seconds left on the clock. And Dealey chucks it in, doesn't he? You know, yeah, goes yeah, to catch it above his head. And sort of like somehow manages to catch it above his head and then like throws it in the net. And we're like We've <laughs> 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 just beaten AC Milan. So one nil then. Yeah. And and that I think that moment gave us so much confidence mm. and, and belief. And that then we took off from there and we played Besiktas in the next round, beat them six nil. Then we had Barcelona at home, drew one each. Uh, again, you know, proper performance. You take it one. Confidence building. So we're going to the last game. We got AC Milan away. Again, I'm, a few injuries. I've got a bad ankle at this point and whatever. <clears throat> Missed I think the game before lead up to it in San Siro. It's like wow. You know, this is like, this is things I've only ever seen on the telly. Yeah. San Siro bigger than the New Camp or? Uh, just different. Yeah. Yeah. Di- different type, you know, and, and the pressure that we, we only had to get a draw. 
if we if we drew, we went through. I think second in the group, and Milan would win it. Barcelona would be out. Yeah. So we sort of mess. We're joking on the plane. At the time. They don't. They don't need to win this. You know, we only need a draw. We don't have to like toss up for the game, shake hands. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down in the middle of the pit. Right, we're all right. Oh, first twenty minutes, they're all over us. We can't get out of our half. We get. We're getting battered. And then at some point, Shevchenko. We, they get a penalty. Shevchenko kicks about six yards wide. <laughs> it's like what? So he missed that deliberately. They must have had a fucking. They must have had a few yeah. quid on this. Yeah. All this and then, well, and, and of course, Did Barcelona go out. Well, yeah. So in, and and yeah, obviously we, we. I think we go one nil. I think we go. I don't know. We might go one nil down. And then Dom scores. Uh, obviously, Dom scores in the San Siro. And obviously, that's cult song now. Uh, effectively, you know, Dom scoring the San Siro. So we're, we're through. <clears throat> and so somehow we've got out of this group of death after being having our asses felt in the first game against Barca. So we're on the, we're on the flight on it because we used to stay over the night after a game and fly back the next day. So that was obviously the Wednesday night, the draws on the Thursday. We're on the plane on the way home. Obviously, the pilot gets a message. Uh, next group, Champions League draw has been done. It was two group stages. Uh, next group, Real Madrid, Lazio, Anderlecht. Oh, fuck. <laughs> We're having an absolute tonker here with these draws. Oh, it's like we, we, again, we couldn't have got a worse draw. Yeah. And again, somehow we managed to get through it. Yeah. You know, just, Looking just... back, even though, even if you wouldn't have uh, got through them, you're still playing at some outrageous stadium. And, and, you know, and, and, and that's what I and, and it's all, so it's always the argument now where people go, would you have rather won would you rather win the FA Cup or get in the Champions League and I go well one day at Wembley and a medal or New Camp all that Madrid experience. Champions League semi I went I think I'd take 15 games in the Champions League yeah. if I'm honest just because that's one game at Wembley I know it's a trophy and a little medal whatever it might be but to play in the New Camp to play in the San Siro play against Real Madrid you think that that didn't come around very often. Only happened once. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I think actually what what experience would you rather have as a player? Yeah. Would, would yeah. you have all those big games, you know, playing against Valencia, you know, in, in the Mestalla or whatever, in, you know, Mendieta and whatever. You go, actually, I'd rather have that, I think. Yeah. yeah. Stood in the line when that the Champions League music comes on. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and night, nights at Ellen Road, you know, Kalina as the referee and stuff like that. And yeah. we were horrible at Ellen Road. You know, we used to kick shit out of people. We were a horrible team to play against. And it just worked. And it, everybody just slotted together. And it was, like, it was like the perfect jigsaw, the perfect yeah. puzzle. When it got split up, never really quite, was never quite the same. Yeah. That's, I think the, ne- the never quite worked. difficult thing like, to comprehend is that obviously we've had Michael Duby on, uh, Bridges on, uh, Don Matteo, and all that success that you had, third in the Premier League, Champions League, but yet nobody seems to hold... O'Leary in our regard. No. As a manager. <clears throat> no, lads hated him. <laughs> and I, I think And I, all that success. Yeah. Uh, what did the fans think of him? Did the fans Uh I think that the fans did, but I, I, <clears throat> it was just it's just selfish. It's all, all about him, all about money. You speak to the old, the old Arsenal players, they don't like him. Mm. Um not not many people have got a good word. It's so very, very self centered, all about money and all about him. That, that that's all it comes down to. Uh, Is it the players that do you feel like it was the players that got... got uh, well, and then we had the trial. Uh, and obviously yep. the book came out. The day after the trial finished, Leeds United on trial. It's nothing to do with the trial, lads. <laughs> well, it clearly is. <laughs> it's in the title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quite self-explanatory. And, and, and in the book, he sort of... 
he outed Woody and Bo a little bit in that. And lads didn't like that. Mm. But took exception to that big time. I mean, he, he did it to Kells once where he took him on a European trip and he wasn't in the side. He wasn't even in the squad, he wasn't on the bench. And he just went, oh, Gary, he said, uh, Kells used to room with him with Ireland. And he went, oh, Gary, he said, I'd, sorry that you're not in the team, but you know, you're a great lad. I just brought you along for a bit of team spirit. They told him that when he got there. Yeah. We're in, we're in Moscow or something or wherever we are. And the lads have just gone, hang on a minute, you can't do that. Yeah. Kel's a senior player, an international. Bringing him along for team spirit. He's <laughs> <laughs> not, not Andy Woodman. <laughs> Get Gary on it. He's not, he's not, he's not a shit. <laughs> we had um, Jubes tell his story. What was it like from the changing room's point of view to be while the trial was going on? Oh, it must it, have been awkward. Yeah, it was weird. Well, Woody was injured. You know, Bo was on fire. Bo scored, I think, 15, 16 goals from midfield that season. It was just, pfft, was getting helicopter into games. It wasn't training. And it was clearly just a release for him. Yeah. Woody went the other way, lost about two and a half stone, like Skeletor. You know, it was just struggled. How was it? It was, no one talked about it really because everyone knew it was, like, it was a bit too serious. Yeah. <clears throat> you, know, and it, shells. you know, and I always say for all, people don't like the word banter, but for all the banter that goes on, most of the, very few lads ever cross the line. Mm. And when they know it's serious, they just stop. Yeah. 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 And it doesn't quite go that far. Uh, and I think, and that was one of those sort of situations. Everyone was like, this is, this is serious. Yeah. serious. To be fair, did say that the rest of the changing room were unbelievable. Yeah. Like so the we, fellow players were. So we just sort of ignored it really. And just sort of, and just carried on as normal. Just, just got on with it uh, and dealt with it like that. But of course then obviously, the, you know, when Oli released his book and, Lots of other things going on at a time. And it was, you're just thinking, what else? Mm. No, no. I mean, he did it to me for the World Cup. So I'd, I'd had, <clears throat> to be fair, I hadn't had a great season disciplinary. Um, I had 14 yellows, two reds, an FA ban for abusing Jeff Winter, which was completely justified. Because <laughs> <laughs> he is a cock. <laughs> you got a great time with the, with the fucking thingy. Yeah. Is- he, he is an absolute cock. Um, <laughs> what did you come from for? Was it after a game? Come for, oh, we, we, play, we played Arsenal at Highbury. I, he sent me off for kicking the ball against Ashley Cole. Uh, so we were 2-1 up um, at the time. Bo had been sent off. Smithy had gone off injured or been taken off in a, in a horrific challenge. So we were down to 10. <clears throat> we're trying to waste time now at this point. So Ashley Cole's gone down and run down the line and he's fallen over holding his face. No, I've not touched him. Oh, do you know him from an England squad? Yeah, player? so I put my arm across him, you know, sort of across his chest. And he's gone and on his face trying to get a free kick. Jeff Wynn's not even given a free kick. So I'm, I'm, I've turned off, got off Ash. And I've gone to play the ball. Just, I've just rolled it against him, thinking I'll play it against his back and it'll bounce out for a throw in and we'll get the throw. Bony little sod, it's bounced back into play. <laughs> <laughs> Vieira's come steaming over the top of that you know, steaming into me and it's just a melee. It's all gone off. So, I mean, I think Jeff was desperate to book me for anything at that point. So he's booked me for gentlemanly conduct, sent me off. And at Highbury, if you remember, that there was a, the, like the press room at the time or whatever it was on the right-hand side. They just walked up the long tunnel. That's where the TV was. So there's me in there. I've been sent off. Bo's been sent off. And Smithy's been had and take off because he's been injured. So we're all fuming. Nine minutes of injury time he played. I mean, who played nine minutes of injury time in like 2000, whatever it was? Didn't, didn't exist. 
you know, one, it was like one minute max, wasn't it? Yeah, so he, he was back that, in the day. So he's, as he's come down the tunnel, we, we're all congratulating the lads and then obviously Jeff and his team's come in, whatever, and we've just launched into him. You fucking is it? Fucking, you know, it's, it's just ridiculous. Did all three of you get? Uh, me and Bo did. Right. Someone was the thought, thought nothing of it. <laughs> because it's just what, you know, it, it happened every game, didn't yeah. it? No, it wasn't unusual. And all of a sudden we get a report from the, the secretary on the two, three days later. Uh, that you've been reported by the referee for a found abusive language and this, that, and the, oh, fuck off, really? That's <laughs> oh, the best response. <laughs> I can see where he's coming from, Jeff. Yeah. Go, 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 go down, have to go, have to go to Sheffield United, have to go to Bramall Lane uh, and sit in front of what is basically a scene from Cocoon with all these old guys. <laughs> it's, like, it's like God's waiting room, isn't it? Like all, these, all these bods from, you know, some guy from Plymouth FA, some guy from, you know, I don't know, wherever it is, whatever. And he's sat in front of these guys and of course they... They read out this sheet of what you've said. Uh, so, um, so, Mr. Mills, you've called Jeff Winter. It's like a toilet roll of swear words. <laughs> <laughs> the Andrex just rolled. Tosser. And in the cold light of day, you just go in and they go, have you got any response? And you just go, well, no. If I said that, I said I, that. I said, I said it at the time. I said it was a, It now sounds an awful lot worse. Because it's the cold light of day. We're sat in a nice quiet room and it's all civilised and, you know, you've got your rich tea biscuits with your cup of tea, whatever. And, and they went, oh, okay. So on, on top of that, but Leeds had delayed it as long as possible to keep us playing in games. Mm. Um, so in the end, they just went, oh, right, okay. On top of that, you've now got a six-game ban or whatever it was. So, that, so lead into the World Cup. At, at that point, sort of no real thought beginning of May that I was going to get anywhere near the England squad. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd made my debut and I'd, I'd played in a few games, but I'd only come off the bench. So I thought, I'm not, a, no chance I'm making the squad. You know, my discipline's been horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> not, I've, I've, played, I've had a really good season. But, I've, but, <laughs> but when I played? Yeah, I'm like, ain't happening. So we, we was in town here, actually. Uh, I was in a bar. And all of a sudden, the game's on. There's a game, Sky's on. And, oh, Gary Neville's broken his foot. What? Yes. Gary Neville's now going to be out for a certain amount of time, broken metatarsal. <laughs> Get the champers in, love. Get the fucking champers in. <laughs> Forward rolls. <laughs> well, so, so, now, so now I'm thinking, oh, hang on a minute, I've got a chance of making the squad. Yeah. Nowhere. No, not a single thought of playing. And then towards the end, towards the end of the season, we're coming from a training session. Uh, and normally you used to get like a, a text or you normally you'd back in those days, you generally watch the TV to find out when the squad was announced. Mm. So he was in it. We came in from training and Ian Sylvester, the cat clearly called the cat for, for, <laughs> the, for those that watch cartoons. Um, uh, the, the cat had come out and with a piece of paper said, oh, you four in the squad, me, Rio, Nigel, and Robbie. So you don't get a, like a, a call. Not an back then. No. I mean, the fir first few squads, you always used to just watch the telly because it was yeah. just announced live on Sky. Yeah. So you'd yeah. be sat, you'd be sat there like with people going, "I'm in the squad. I'm in." <laughs> well, I'm not a fucking. Yeah, man, no. bizarre, absolutely bizarre. So got this letter. Oh, you're in the England squad. Pinching myself now. Like, you know, this yeah. is like you know, ridiculous. So we finally the season finishes and we're going to meet up straight away. Pretty much, uh, we've got this little trip to Dubai. 
sort of a, a mini mini holiday. So the families go out there uh, five days in Dubai. But before that, we this letter comes through, uh, and it's all proper fancy. I mean, in sort of like uh, parchment paper and this, that, and the other, and little ribbons and everything else. <laughs> this, that, and <laughs> Wax seal. Dave, yeah, where? David and Victoria would like you to invite them to their house for a pre-World Cup party um, at Beckingham Palace. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, dress code is white tie and diamonds. What the fuck is white tie and diamonds? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know what black tie was at the time. You definitely, you definitely don't want to be going over in a portal in white, di- white tie and diamonds. Dude. White, <laughs> white, white, <laughs> Victoria's face. That's fucking white, push it portal white tie and diamonds. So I've spoken to Gareth. Um, I spoke to Gate and, and said, you know, he, he said, I said, no, I'm not going. <laughs> he said, it's, uh, you know, not doing it. He says, not for me. I'm not, not bothered. This, that, the other. No, get it. Don't blame you. I said, I, I don't think I'm going to bother either. Got kids, whatever. Mrs. goes, we're going. <laughs> <laughs> we are going. <laughs> we are going. <laughs> what the fuck is white tie diamonds? So they, you know, find out what that is, no dress code and all the rest of it. It's like, well, and the kids are invited. And I'm saying, we can't take the kids. like one and three. I can't take the kids. There'll be fuck, there's going to be fucking oh, jam sandwiches all over my wife. I mean, to be fair, my, my missus would never leave the kids. Only would, would ever leave them. Didn't want to leave the kids at all. Never leave. Only would ever leave them with a mum and just went, no. She says, um, so the kids are invited. I'm taking the kids. All right, whatever. So we go down to Sop House. Uh, we get there, bumping a few plates, go off to uh, Beckingham Palace. Should they actually refer to it as Beckingham Palace? I, I, I've still got the thing in there. I've still got the thing in the house. It's bizarre. I thought, because it's that unique. I thought, <laughs> I thought Beckingham I Palace. Palace. The, you know, refer to it as Beckingham Palace. Da- David and Victoria request your presence, sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it Beckingham could even spell presence, could it? <laughs> so, so we go we go down, sop by the house, and that night you get given all the gear because uh, of Bex. It's all Paul Smith stuff. So we've got like this Paul Smith luggage and this, that, and the other. Oh, on arrival? Oh, yeah. So it's like, we've got these suitcase, got like huge suitcase, briefcase. You've got like 20 bags, all Paul Smith, you know, like this brown leather stuff, all yeah. you know, little details. And everyone's got like an England, little England badge in the corner and then a, a number. Mine's on number two. Okay. Okay, number two. Has Paul, Paul forgot to put a one in front of this or what? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm thinking... <laughs> I've not, I've not, I've only started one game for England at this point. Well, you found out your number two on a bag of yeah. David Beckham's party. <laughs> no, but, but just literally, because you arrive at the hotel without, the squad didn't meet up till officially the next day. Yeah. Obviously you go to your room and all your gear's in your room ready. And it's like, number two. Good hell. Cog's ticking. I'm thinking, well, I might have half a chance here. Oh, I'll go off to this party. Oh my God, it's ridiculous. I mean, Elton John, Joan Collins, Pepsi, <sighs> Mick Ucknell. <laughs> <laughs> Good spread. We are sat at the back. Three lads have got tables. So it's all Japanese stuff. And, and that, you know, this is before, you know, I could use chopsticks, but Japanese, you know, sushi and all that was yeah. not massively yeah. popular back in 2002. It's not going to be a prom ring and a pineapple edge on the way from Beckingham <laughs> Palace. <laughs> so, you know. Well, well, is there any chance I can so get a, 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 a sausage roll? Sausage, a cheese, a bit of huge marquee. There must be a thousand people. And we've got three tables at the back. The, 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 the lads are in the three. You know, this is uh, supposedly for the players. We've got three tables at the back. In front of me, um, steps. 
<laughs> in front of our table. This fucking H is at the table in front of you. Well, H, come and sit here. Let me get near the table. Table just sort of to the side in front of that Ray Winston. I mean, this is how far back they are. <laughs> and then it goes to where they got Natalie and Bruley and the Spice Girls and everything else. And just sat there going, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> this is, and I, I've got two little ones. You know, my, my, you know, my, my daughter's one. My lad's three. But they've got, they've got a marquee for the kids. I mean, I mean, I mean, this is like, <clears throat> this is like the best part. And there's, there's magicians, there's this, there's that, there's ball pools, there's bounty castles. In all fairness, I spent half my time in the bounty castles and my kids because <laughs> it, it was, you know, it clearly wasn't for us, this party. Yeah. Uh, whatever. But it was, I mean, it was surreal. Uh, and then we went off to Dubai, um, which was, it's really good, actually. It was a good idea, I think, from Sven because we had a little bit of a holiday. We'd train early in the mornings and then you come back and have the rest of the day for yourself. So you train really, you had a sort of mini pre-season, train really hard and then come back and you'd have a bit of time with the families and the families could get together. And then of course we, we left, uh, families went one way, we went the other, um, off to Korea and, and Japan. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.